Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Manic Candace podcast. It's your girl Candace back at it again with a brand new episode of the podcast. And today, this morning, this evening, this afternoon, this good night, we are going to discuss social media stalking. Yeah, I had to put the power of the Maricopa County of Arizona on this motherfucker. Some of you know who I'm talking about. Some of you don't, but I'm just going to keep their name out of this podcast. A lot of you can probably guess it is he who shall not be named. Yeah. At one point in time, it got so crazy in our relationship that I had to get a restraining order due to social media stalking and how you're probably thinking of stalking in your mind is probably 100% different how it played out in real life. So I'm just going to go over everything that happened, how I got the restraining order, why I got the restraining order, what happened during the restraining order, what happened after. Um, it's, it's Social media stalking is really serious, you guys. I just want to preface that. But before we get into the episode, I just want to say thank you for listening for the month of September. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for all the downloads. I really appreciate it. Please share this episode and the podcast with your friends, family, and your followers. So let's get right into it. Social media stalking. Now, to me, social media stalking has two extremes. It could either be innocent or it can be harmful what do i mean by social media stalking being innocent i mean you just break up with someone you heard a rumor they have a new boyfriend or girlfriend so you do some social media stalking to see what that new boyfriend or girlfriend looks like where they work you know do they have a bigger ass than you are they prettier more good looking than you are they making more money than you you want to know these things and it's human nature given our climate of being online 24-7. I mean, raise your hand if you have an extra Instagram account that you can look people up on that you're not blocked on by certain people. Raise your hand if you could look people up um, because their profile is public when you're not logged in. I mean, like, there's so many ways for us to see people who have blocked us in the past. There's so many like websites we can go on. How many of you have seen those sex accounts in your Instagram story views? Well, those are not just bots. Those are people who are either not following you because you don't want them to follow you or they're blocked and they're looking at your content. That's something that I learned. So um, it could be harmful in an instance like the one that happened with me. Um, I wasn't physically harmed, thankfully, but it could have went there if I didn't do anything. But I was emotionally harmed. I became paranoid. I was afraid to leave the house. I was afraid to go online. And me being afraid to go online is huge because I live online. I love Instagram. I love social media. I felt so completely naked and I felt exposed. It's a feeling that I can't quite describe. 
And I hope I can do it within the next 26 minutes, but here we go. Um, like I said, social media stalking can look like scrolling your ex's account under an anonymous account. You know, this to me is innocent. There is a line, a very fine line during someone's social media stalking that is crossed where then the act becomes harmful. You want to ask yourself, what's the intention behind this account looking at my account? I mean, thankfully, we have analytics that show us who's viewing our account up into a certain extent, but we still don't have the luxury of knowing who specifically and from what location our accounts are being viewed from and for how long and for what type of content down to the nitty gritty. I mean, we don't have all of that back end information, right? But it would be helpful, especially with for those of us who are going through social media stalking, serious social media stalking. My experience with this type of stalking involved an ex-lover, he who shall not be named. Um, a lot of us are familiar with him. Uh, if you know me in person, you know who he is. And uh, he has been a subject on this podcast many episodes. He is a lesson in love and he is an ex-lover. Um there was a point of us being apart that became so unbearable to him. He started to reach out to me via different channels, I should say. And I will describe these channels. But at first, I want you to keep in mind that I had no idea this was him. Absolutely no idea. At first, this person would try to mention me in conversation to mutual friends of ours, um, asking if I have been seen lately by them and where at, uh, always asking about where I've been, what I'm up to, what I'm about to do, just questions about my whereabouts and questions about my plans in life. Uh, and these mutual friends would come back and report to me like hey so-and-so is asking about you asking a lot about you asking where you've been asking what you're doing where you work um all types of questions about your whereabouts and I'm just like okay why do they care like why do they give a fuck and um because to truth be told you guys our relationship I was made to feel like I was nothing on purpose and one of these days we'll really dive into narcissism and narcissist partners and um narcissistic abuse and surviving narcissistic abuse and what that when what those symptoms look like um in the relationship the whole time this person made me feel so small and made me feel so insignificant made me feel like i didn't matter and all I did was love this person. So once I found out in the end that behind all of this craziness was this person, he, he who shall not be named, I'm just like, I can't connect the dots because during the whole time of our relationship, you acted like I wasn't anything to you. And now you're stalking me every day to the point where I have to go to the police 
Oh, Lord. So over the span of about two years, the stalking took place. And it started in the beginning with... Um, yeah, see, I put this timeline together after I finally had the restraining order served. But in the beginning, when this person was asking about me after our separation, it didn't occur to me. I mean, the stalking didn't happen yet, but it didn't occur to me that that was the beginning of the stalking, was asking about me to mutual friends. Me and this person, when we parted ways, it was a bad breakup. It was a bad separation. I mean, we never yelled at each other, but we gave each other the silent treatment pretty harshly. I mean, we would delete each other's numbers. We would change our phone numbers immediately. We would block each other on every social media platform. Uh, we would notify mutual friends that we are no longer speaking and continue to sub post and sub post about each other because we're angry. And we did this a lot. And um, it was a pattern in our relationship to break up, get back together in good terms, break up, get back together in good terms. But when we were not on good terms, I was never stopped. So what made this break up this time any different? I don't know. I don't know. I would say that the social media stalking started when I started getting followers with no profile photo or the Instagram account had zero posts. Um, oftentimes, these accounts would be private with zero friends and following zero people. And again, no profile photo. Um, I started getting follows from multiple accounts that resembled each other in this way. And for those of you who don't know, my Instagram account at MDMAQ is where I post all of my art. So I didn't think twice that random Instagram accounts were following me. I just thought it would help out with the number count of my followers and I didn't think too much of it. You know, if maybe I didn't I didn't think too much of it. I really didn't. I didn't think to automatically block these accounts or report them or whatever. I didn't automatically think that this was someone stalking me or that this was someone being nosy that didn't like me or just whatever. It didn't occur to me that it was someone blocked from my account trying to gain access back into my content. I didn't know, I didn't think like that. At first I thought these were bot accounts uh, initially, but come to find these types of accounts, like I said, are signs of someone viewing your profile in a concealed way that is intentional. So they are intentionally concealing themselves. So at first, honestly, you guys, I just thought it was a girl that was jealous of me and his relationship. Because there were, there were multiple girls who were jealous. Because he tried to triangulate him and I with 
different friends of mine, different former friends of mine. It was ridiculous. Um, I can't wait to talk about the narcissistic abuse and like what I went through. Like, I, I feel like it's taken this long with the podcast, two years for me to finally be ready to tell you my survivor story of he who shall not be named. He is a horrible narcissist. Um, a hopeless narcissist. The type of narcissist that knows he's a narcissist, but takes pride in being a narcissist. Doesn't see it as a mental illness. Doesn't see it as uh, a condition mentally that causes him to hurt those who care about him. I mean, narcissists just don't give a fuck. I mean, and it's not like there's any, I, I don't know. I don't know. For those of you who are dealing with a narcissist and you realize you are dealing with a narcissist, I pray that you get out of their relationship as fast as you can and as safely as you can. Um, one of these anonymous Instagram accounts in particular would consistently be the first to view my stories any time of the day. And back then I would post multiple stories and this account would watch them all. Uh, this profile never said a word in my Instagram direct messages. They didn't even follow me on Instagram, which I thought was psycho and weird. How are you my number one fan but not following me or trying to engage? That's strange, right? And I want you guys to get it in your head that I am the type of person to post 50 Instagram stories in a 24-hour period. This account would be the first one to watch all of them the second I posted it and never said a word never liked a picture didn't follow me which meant that they were constantly checking my Instagram which meant that when they opened the app my profile was already pulled up because I know Instagram doesn't have notifications of any kind to see when someone has posted something something the instant they posted it. I mean, not for every post. I know that it does it when you haven't been on the app for a while, but not for every post of a certain profile. I blocked this account only to notice another mysterious Instagram account showing up consistently in my story views. Again, this account had no photo. This account was private and more likely more than likely had no posts on their profile. By this time of me noticing this behavior on my Instagram, it didn't even occur to me that it was my ex-lover behind all of this. Um, didn't occur to me at all. Um, again, the stalking was over a duration of about two years. So this is the beginning of the stalking, is these weird Instagram profiles that are keeping up with me. To do something so tedious and elaborate, such as social media stalking on someone they seemed to not value, which was me, made absolute zero sense to me. He didn't love me back. Was in my mind, at the end of the two years, I look back and I'm just like, was this his way of showing me love? Was stalking me? 
And then I think to myself, I'm like, Candace, someone who stalks you doesn't love you. Someone who harasses you doesn't love you at all. So I had to get that in my little pea brain. It took a while, but you know, that narcissistic abuse really does one on your self-esteem. I really thought that this behavior was his expression of love. I thought that finally I was getting the love I deserved, him stalking me. So it took, I brought his name up in therapy once it was all over because I had to get this sick and twisted toxic love relationship dynamic out of my head between him and I. Uh, and I believe that at the time I was toxic as well and this contributed to him stalking me. I believe that we were a drug for one another when it came to sex and validation. Um, and we had a great connection, but he was also a narcissist and I was a pretty big bitch. And I think he was addicted to that. So when I was gone, he didn't, this breakup that I'm talking about during the time he stalked me on social media was one of our longest breakups. It was probably about four years, but three years in, he started the talk, the stalking. Does that make sense? Whether it did or did not, I sincerely, sincerely thank you for listening to this podcast episode and to the entire podcast overall. Please share this episode and the podcast with your friends, family, and your followers. Thank you so much for the downloads. Like I said, we are almost at 10k downloads for the Manic Candace podcast on our birthday month and I am just so excited and so thankful. So thanks again for listening. All right, back to the story of social media stalking. Um, the constant blocking of these weird Instagram accounts lasted a solid year. Then the stalking started on Twitter and it was used to send me cryptic messages. These messages often expressed how much this person wants and needs me to speak to them, but would never mention why or what they needed to talk about. So to kind of elaborate, I start getting good at blocking these weird accounts. You know, as soon as I see a follow from account that resembled these weird accounts on Instagram, I would instantly block them. And then Instagram came out with this feature where you can block like uh, similar accounts to the one you're blocking. So that tool like really worked for me. But all of a sudden I started getting weird messages from weird accounts on my Twitter. So... I started, every time I got a weird message on Twitter, I blocked the account. And then another similar looking Twitter would be, be in my messages shortly after. It was like playing whack-a-mole. I, as soon as I blocked an account, another account would show up. And I could tell it was the same person behind it because the names of the account were like different variations of each other. The... Um, the profile picture sometimes would be the same or no profile picture at all. The follower count and the following count would be zero for both. And it would be a brand, it would, it would say brand new to Twitter or like new to Instagram or some shit like that. Like it, the account looked like they just signed up. Um, 
These cryptic messages, like I said, often express how much this person wants and needs me to speak to them. They would say things like, I need to talk to you. I wish you would talk to me. I need you. Like shit like that. Like just very like one sentence messages. I'm just like, who the fuck is this? Like again, I had no clue. This was about a year in of the social media stalking. Uh... Every time I got a weird message on Twitter, I blocked the account and then another similar looking Twitter would be in my messages shortly after. I was convinced this person on Twitter was the same person from those anonymous Instagram accounts that were watching all my stories but not following me. Um, I was 23 years old when I realized I was being stalked on social media for at least a year at that point. I remember having this realization and feeling helpless at 23. I was taking a break from my statistics homework to read a message request from another strange account I didn't recognize. I had a hunch it was my ex-lover, but never thought it could be this specific person because they treated me like shit and acted uninterested the whole relationship. Crying and feeling fed up one night, I responded to them on Twitter. I asked them, who is this? And they responded with, if you knew, you'd never speak to me again. I took one wild guess and they confirmed I was right. So I guessed my ex-lover and they said it was them. I blocked right away and almost immediately after that, I had a message request from another Twitter account. I know what you guys are thinking. Why didn't you set your accounts to private or make it to where you can't receive anonymous messages? I didn't make these setting changes because that's when I first declared myself as an artist was around when I was 23. Uh, I wanted to be reachable, not only reachable to people who potentially would like my art, but I wanted to showcase my art. And you can't do that with a private account. You can't put your best foot forward to the world with private social media accounts. I am an artist. Go on my social media. Go on my Instagram. See my art. There's no way I'm privating all of that because I'm being stalked. And that's just me. But I wasn't willing to compromise potential clients, potential art sales, new followers. I was just starting out. So I was not going to jeopardize that just because I was getting weird messages from this Instagram account. And this Twitter account. Um, Are you hiding from me? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're doing the dance. How many of you are doing the choreography? All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Yes, bitch. Yes, the poom poom. Yes. You know when she does the leg open and the leg closed? 
I've been everywhere, man, looking for someone. Someone who can please me, love me all night long. I've been everywhere, man, looking for you, babe. Looking for you, babe. Searching for you, baby. All right, where were we? Oh yeah, being stalked on social media. You know, my message inbox on Instagram and Twitter were often from people I didn't know. And these people were praising my art and inquiring about purchasing my art. So again, that's why I didn't, have my Twitter or my Instagram on private during the whole time I was being stalked and harassed by my ex-lover. I had my proof via Twitter direct message that my ex-lover was the one behind the social media stalking and knew the next step was to file a restraining order if I wanted this to really end. So, one thing about uh, my ex-lover is, uh, you know, we, our relationship started when we were really young, like 15, 16, and we grew up together, um, and there were often times he would come over, um, and he'd be in my room with the door open, and, like, he's really acquainted with my mom. And he knows that my mom is law enforcement. And he knows my mom is not just only law enforcement. She's federal. Um, And he is scared to death of law enforcement. Um, So that's why I said I knew the next step was to get a restraining order. Because it involves law enforcement. He's scared to death of law enforcement. He's a pussy. So I... um, I was like, all right, let's get this bitch popping. So I went to my local county office and spoke to a local judge. And I was granted a restraining order that covered cyber stalking along with in-person stalking. He was specifically ordered not to contact me via fake profiles on social media or any other online platforms. Um, This restraining order also forbid him from asking mutual friends about me and my whereabouts. Furthermore... Furthermore, he was ordered not to be within 250 feet of me physically. I knew where he worked at the time, and I had Phoenix police meet me there one morning, shortly after filing the restraining order at the local county office. I remember he called out of work that same day. Um, Luckily, the police were able to obtain his home address from his job, and he was served the stocking restraining order at his apartment. I was close by, out of sight, while he was being served the papers. Uh, The police said he appeared to be in a bit of shock and apologized. Um, He told the police that he had been drinking and he would stop trying to contact me. So for the last two years, you've been drinking every day. And that's what caused you to... Oh, whatever. Why is it always, oh, I was drunk? Oh, oh, my bad. I was drunk. My bad. I was drunk. You made 75 to 100 accounts. 
I don't know about you, but when I'm when I'm tipsy, when I'm drunk, when I'm wasted, the last thing I want to do is message my ex. That's the last thing I want to do. So if that's the only thing you want to do when you're drunk is make fake profiles, think about think about the steps, you guys. You got to make an email. You got to set up verification for that email with your phone number or some shit. You got to go to Instagram, log out of your main account, create a new account, put in the name, the age, the locate, all of that. Sign up, pick a username. You got to do all those steps. And you know, one account could like only, only a certain number of accounts can be attached to one email. So it's like. And then you got to do this for Instagram. And then you got to do this for Twitter, which same same type of goal you're doing, making multiple accounts, but different steps. Just just think about all of the steps that are involved in making a new account. He did this 75 to 100 times in the last two years from me serving this restraining order. And your excuse is, oh, I was drunk. Again, this is this goes back to the narcissism. This goes back to the devaluing me. He was basically trying to be like, "Oh, she, I was drunk, so it wasn't that serious, or I don't really, I don't really, it wasn't really like that. It wasn't really that intense." You stopped me for two years. I got to a point where I didn't want to leave the house. I was drunk. Stupid. The restraining order lasted 12 months. Um, during that time, the order was active. I was never contacted by him directly or indirectly in a way I could tell or prove that it was him. Um, like I said, he was scared of law enforcement. Um, we did not speak to this day. We do not speak to this day. And we have each other blocked on every social media platform we both exist on. It's so petty. It's so fucking petty. And we're 28. My advice? Don't try to show someone how much you value them in an indirect way. Be direct and not creepy. And if you really care about someone, show it. Don't devalue them the whole relationship and then do some stupid shit. And when you're caught red-handed, all you have to say is, oh, I was drunk. Thank you for listening to the Manic Candace podcast on the episode about social media stalking and listening to my experience. If you feel like you are being stalked on social media by anybody, I encourage you to document the instances and get that restraining order. Once you have proof or you have a hunch of who it might be, get them served. Stop that shit. That's some bullshit. Oh... This is Candace with the Man and Candace podcast. Thank you for listening. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night. I bid you adieu. Bye-bye. I need love and affection. Love. Love.
affection. Can't get love if I'm poor. 